Yeah, I think it is a lot of uh, subtle uh, pervy stuff going on here as well. <laughs> we, we <laughs> yeah, you, you go we, straight we hit to the, the pervy stuff, man. Welcome back to Podhard. Yes, that fantastic, fabulous, entertaining, wow podcast that you love so much. My name is Jonas Högberg. And this is Anders Rødqvist. And we, we will be hanging around a bit in 1933. Yeah, it's a favorite year of ours, apparently. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we stick around. Yeah, we're, we're not only going to see one more film, we're going to see another film next week as well. I mean, what is going on? 1933 is a big, uh, yeah, we're, we're hearting 1933 for sure. Big action year. Yes. So uh, last uh, episode, we looked at one of the biggest spectacles of all time. And, uh, well, I guess this is a bit of a spectacle as well. We're actually watching our first musical this time. This is something we have been talking about since the start, that we should in- include uh, dance movies into the action field. Uh, and then we have been, uh, well, crap at uh, follow through. Yes, but now we're doing it yeah. for reals. And apparently we like uh, musicals that sort of, uh, that are about the movie industry. Uh, I mean, we're going to see Singing in the Rain for sure uh, when we get to the 50s. And uh, Footlight Parade, which we're watching today, is uh, also about the movie industry and about the, uh, the turn to talkies. Yeah, our favorite transition era. Apparently, that's uh, that's what you do musicals about. Uh, and we're uh, this is a movie with uh, Jimmy Cagney uh, as the main star. I was a bit uh, surprised. Uh, I thought he was only like a big gangster movie star, but apparently he was like started out doing uh, vaudeville and stuff like that. Yeah, he was a singing dance man. On the so stage. Uh, this will be quite quite the interesting. But he only made the two musicals, really. Uh, this one and Yankee Doodle Dandy. So uh, you feel uh, you almost feel sorry for him because uh, apparently he, he loved this uh, stuff. I mean, he really had to push for the for being able to play the lead in this one. I think uh, I, I think the company were like, uh, what? Aren't you the gangster guy? I think he was already established as a gangster guy, like in 1930, 1931 or something. I'm no Cagney connoisseur. I don't know that much about him, actually. Well, this will uh, for sure be very interesting. Uh, We're doing one of our pre-talks, so we haven't even seen the movie yet, but we're going to do that right now. And with that, we're back. We've seen Footlight Parade, which is, uh, well, a spectacle, to be sure. Or uh, what would you say, Anders? Yeah, I feel a bit bulldozed over here. Uh, This is probably 
Uh, at least initially, uh, one of the most uh, cat-heavy flicks uh, I've seen, like, <laughs> ever. How does that feel, <laughs> Jonas? Yeah, we were starting to wonder, like, because they, they, they start to do, like, a number uh, about cats, which is, I'm guessing, called Cats, which and made us wonder, hey, is the musical Cats, is that based on this uh, thing, or is it go, does it go way more back? Hey, who knows? But I was thinking more in line of uh, you being a cat person. You you usually notice every cat in frame. So so you got a handful here. Yeah, and I and I got a beautiful black cat uh, which is precisely what I have uh, myself. A beautiful black cat named Tetris. I'm not sure what this cat is called, but uh, he's uh, he's all right by me. Uh, and he's the inspiration for one of the dance uh, numbers in this movie yeah i think cagney has watched uh, cats in the alley and uh, uh, yeah he's inspired he's he gets inspired by uh, almost anything and i think it's yeah there's so much stuff uh, in here there's a hell of a tempo for the first hour i would say uh, there is a lot of mouth action. <laughs> Everyone is motor mouthing their way through this one. That's interesting because that's something that we've been uh, missing out on. I mean, yeah, sure, there were some fast talking dudes in Scarface, but but this is on a whole another level, man. This is like screwball comedy fastness. But do you define uh, talking fast as ac- an action <laughs> cinema? thingy uh well maybe we need to after seeing this movie because man the tempo uh i mean the tempo is crazy i mean compared even to modern movies where people talk for the most part this is off the charts man what are they doing off mic uh, we have been talking about how to uh, fit the Marx Brothers scene and the only thing we have going is uh, Groucho Marx's mouth. Everybody's got a Groucho mouth here and everybody's got these uh, snappy zingers and comebacks and uh, innuendos and uh, like... Uh, yeah, you know, pervy old me kind of get a hint of uh, there is some uh, cheeky stuff going on here uh, <laughs> or a lot of cheeky stuff but <laughs> I can't make um, anything out of most stuff as well as uh, I think this movie is either very problematic or subversive but all of this is a bit above my pay grade <laughs> to figure these things out. I guess I could just leave it uh, at that. Maybe that's for the best part. Uh, I mean, uh, this 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 was a romp to be sure, uh, and I'm I'm so glad we um, uh, we included uh, a musical in our journey through action cinema history because this was a hoot, man! Wow. The first hour moves at a pace. <laughs> 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 okay, I gotta find another uh, set of words, I suppose. And it moves fast. Uh, but, 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 this, but I mean, this, there is no, no action. But this, no, wait, 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 wait. No, no, shut up. 
when we get <laughs> when we get to the big three act uh, musical uh, sequence at first it is only singing and that is a part of musical that I am not that fond of at that point I was thinking why are we watching this this is the wrong kind of musical but then at the second and third uh, instance we do get uh, what we are looking for we sure do um, so maybe we should just uh, recap the plot uh, very quickly here uh, as we alluded to in our pre-talk this movie is sort of um, tackles the um, the beginning of the talkies uh, sound cinema and the fact that uh, musicals is out nobody wants to go see a musical on Broadway anymore when they can go see talkies at the cinema and so uh, James Cagney whose uh, job it is to uh, well uh, do musicals come up with all the ideas to do uh, all sorts of wacky weird musicals uh, is uh, all of a sudden out of a job but he's out of a job for like two minutes until he figures out an idea oh let's do prologues let's do uh, sort of mini musicals uh, as a prologue to uh, movies in cinema. And I'm not entirely sure about all of the basics or how even the logistics is being handled here because all of this seems like a mad idea. Like, what are they even talking about? I mean, it has to be like selected cinemas, of course. The, it can't be all cinemas in the United States. That would best just be bonkers. But yeah, so that's the general idea. And it's a lot of brouhaha back and forth uh, there's a rival uh, company that steals all of Jimmy Cagney's ideas all the time. There's a snitch in his uh, theater group and uh, his secretary is in love with him and he doesn't get it. And he pursues another woman. And there's, oh, there's so many small stories uh, interwoven uh, between each other and uh, it's all sort of erupts. Uh, when he needs to, when Jimmy Cagney needs to produce three prologues and show them to one of these big uh, cinema holders uh, so they can uh, sign a contract with this dude. Basically, the first uh, hour and 15 minutes or so is uh, all this fast talking at a breakneck pace. And then the last half hour is these uh, three prologues, basically, uh, which is all directed by Busby Berkeley that uh, madman that did uh, so many uh, musical um, cinema in the 30s for most. And they're huge. Oh man, these numbers, the, these musical numbers, they are bonkers, man. If you think about uh, like uh, old Hollywood movies, I'm guessing a lot of you would think about lots of women swimming in elaborate patterns which is basically one of these numbers. This is like the extreme version of that. And this rapid fire uh, narrative is, <laughs> I, I love it. I mean, he, he gets home and he says, uh, yeah, ain't making that much money at the moment. And his wife is <laughs> instantly like, okay, I'm getting a divorce. I only want money. And he's like, okay. Yeah. And, and then that's settled. <laughs> He doesn't care. Well, although it isn't. It's another plot point later. But no one cares. They just move uh, move through it at brisk pace. And it's great. I would love to see this more. <laughs> the, the scene after he gets uh, told that the, the wife wants a divorce, he is at the pharmacy buying um, aspirin. Uh, so that's like, oh, now I got a headache uh, because of that. But that's all it is. It's very lightweight everything. Uh, 
he doesn't think about it any more than that. Uh, his full focus is on uh, like producing these numbers and coming up with new ideas. Yeah, from buying the aspirin, he gets the idea to do these chain store dance number routines and his headache is gone. I don't need aspirin, <laughs> headache is gone. <laughs> and he rushes out. Yeah, and he runs into the executive's office and talks with the two dudes in, in command. And uh, Yeah, these old geezers. They're great. The great dialogue between those guys, it bounces between them in a fantastic fashion. Yeah, I mean, we we had to hold on to our seats and usually we we tend to do that when when we like watch Terminator 2 or uh, like a really badass action movie, but this is just people talking and still we're swept away Anders. There's so much going on uh, plot-wise. Uh, <laughs> and then they go on lockdown. So so in three days they gotta rehearse uh, three big numbers and the huge numbers. And without uh, the snitch going to tell the other companies. So they are getting locked in and rehearse day and night and sleep uh, sleep there as well. These scenes reminded me a bit of Suspiria when... when uh, when they sleep in the same room, everyone. All these beds and uh, all the dancers. Well, I mean, Busby Berkeley musicals uh, have inspired lots of people, of course. Uh, I instantly thought of uh, uh, the Coen brothers uh, in Hail Caesar. They do like uh, a tribute to, I think it's one of the acts in this movie, actually, when there's a lot of uh, fleet soldiers uh, uh, having like a parade and uh, dancing in a seedy bar in uh, like, what is it, Shanghai or something like that. So they do uh, uh, like a tribute of that with Channing Tatum in Hail Caesar. And they've also done uh, similar acts in like uh, The Big Lebowski when the dude has his uh, hallucinogenic, hallucinogenic, uh, well, he's uh, <laughs> tripping out uh, basically and he's... Uh, moving through women's legs and all of that. Yeah, there's a lot of women, women's legs. Uh, and uh, that um, water scene where oh, there's, it's like 100, 200 women or something like that. And they're all forming these uh, patterns uh, and the patterns move around and it the camera, uh, for a long while, it doesn't uh, really cut. So... It's all of these persons actually performing these um, patterns and changing patterns. Um, it's all filmed from overhead, uh, from above, uh, down onto the water. And it's fantastic. And one of the patterns sort of looks like uh, the, the mobile game Snake. Uh, fantastic, uh, rickety movements. Yeah, I think there's a lot of uh, subtle, uh, pervy stuff going on here as well. <laughs> we, we <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you go we, straight we hit to the, the pervy stuff, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, but you... Yeah, uh, never mind. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. I mind, I so, mind. So, so we get to these coordinated water movements uh, about one hour, 20 minutes in or, or something. <laughs> uh, and as you say, the human body is abstracted to pure geometrical form or, or something. I, I guess there could be some uh, action cinema thingies going on here with... I mean, it reminds me of the things I like with some uh, animated action cinema where you can bend and stretch uh, form uh, into total abstractions of, of just color and 
space and uh, form. So it's uh, quite interesting for a couple of shots as well, the one you are talking about. And and then for the third act, I gotta just chime in that they go by buses in a rush <laughs> between these yeah. different uh, set pieces. Uh, they are put up in different theaters and they just uh, fill up buses and go around town. <laughs> yeah, and and uh, and they're changing clothes in the buses uh, as they go. Yeah, so outside you see these buses lit up almost with a, a bunch of movement going on inside. Funny. And for the f- third act, some somehow Cagney Cagney's ca- character find out that his lead is drunk and an amateur. <laughs> yeah. So he he takes over the role himself, but we don't know that initially, although we do know. And the transition is uh, mesmerizing. We just see a body st- uh, fall down some stairs and uh, proceed to follow these uh, legs, the lower part of the body. And, and both you and me love uh, following legs around and moving through this uh, seedy bar. Uh, you see the arm as well, uh, because because he's he's tap he's tapping on on tables and. Uh, is uh, pushing away ladies and uh, stuff like that. James Cagney has this great body language. He moves at uh, a very... uh, Yeah, he owns the screen. And the camera movement throughout this scene is... uh, It's awe-inspiring. It should probably be studied in detail. I mean, (laughs) I want to shake the cameraman's uh, hand because uh, this is one of the most fluid uh, shots I've seen. First, this shot as they follow uh, Cagney without showing his face among the tables uh, in the city bar. Uh, and then there's another shot when there's a big uh, parade, I think. Is it that one I think about? Uh, anyway, th- there's a lot of uh, fantastic movement with the camera. I mean, it moves in and out and up and goes beneath and sometimes in the same shot and it goes down to the ground as they come marching uh, on and uh, we only get to see like feet coming onto the camera yeah feet again (laughs) we're going tarantino here (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah should we do a a tarantino special soon or something (laughs) well when we get to the 90s i guess but it's uh it's Really, yeah, the fluidity of it is uh, really impressive. And we do get a very brief uh, bar brawl uh, that strikes a fine balance between yeah, the more brawly, it's brawly light, <laughs> but this stylized, uh, choreographed version of it. The moves are so clean and precise. It's, it's more like dance, of course. It is a dance. <laughs> so, But it highlights the dance of uh, the fight. And I really liked it. It's very brief, though. So They also have a nice uh, tap dance routine. Uh, Jimmy Cagney and uh, Ruby Keeler, who plays uh, all of the um, female leads in all these three um, prologues, these mini-musicals. And they do this uh, fantastic uh, tap dance routine on the um, bar disc on this CD uh, place. They transition from the bar disc to a table. I don't know how they did that because it, they had to have like a table between and bodies between because they did that so nice. First I was like, oh, they're dancing, they're tap dancing on the bar disc. And then and the, the camera doesn't cut. And then what? Now they're tap dancing on a table. What happened? Is it when they tap uh, be- behind yeah, people? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's, I guess, someone uh, carried on to a table uh, as like a landing bridge between the bar disc and the, uh, and the table, uh, us unknowingly. 
Um, and it was mm, so great. So many fantastic shots here. Unfortunately, uh, Ruby Keeler is uh, dressed in uh, yellow face. She's meant to portray like a, a Chinese uh, woman here. There's there's some uh, not so classy vibes here. But I guess what musicals and uh, as at least some parts of action cinema kind of share is uh, both the ability to leave the the established reality of the movie's universe, uh, derail the narrative completely and somehow indulge in in the spectacle of it all yeah you have a fondness for derailing the narrative don't you <laughs> yeah it's one of my what i have repeated a lot of times as as well yeah why not derail the narrative yeah i mean stand by your guns man and as for your pervy side, I mean, there's a lot of pre-code uh, perviness, uh, as we've already alluded to. But I love that these movies also uh, show it's not just the men who's, who's pervy, it's also the women. I mean, uh, uh, Jimmy Cagney gets a new girlfriend, which uh, Joan Blondell tries to outsmart because she's in love with him. With him without him knowing and this new girlfriend we we we, sh- <laughs> we show we get to see her as she's sitting in her new office because uh, she gets a job at the company because she's Cagney's girlfriend uh, and she's browsing in a magazine <laughs> called Naughty Stories and later on she's like uh, making out with another man so there's a lot of uh, raciness going on between takes and everybody is talking about sex in some way we can just sense it but we can't really understand it and I guess that's what the, the censors <laughs> were like uh, they were like uh, tugging their hair like there, there is something going on here I just don't know what yeah it's great I mean there's a lot there's a lot of um, uh, language uh, things that uh, really hasn't uh, translated from the 30s I mean uh, Cagney says uh, sometime I'm deaf at trying to figure out new ideas I'm and there's all sorts of these uh, old words that really doesn't make any sense nowadays. So uh, you are a bit uh, sidewinded almost watching this movie. But it's nice. I, I like being sidewinded. <laughs> yeah, me too. I like being bulldozed as well. Yeah, so we get sidewind and bulldozed by Footlights Parade. What's, what's not to like about this? Well, yeah, the yellow face, of course. But uh, beside that... Being uh, uh, insensitive about some things here and uh, everybody's yelling and we get a uh, big 30-minute spectacle at the end derailing everything <laughs> and uh, so on and so on and abstracted form you you know uh, who i'm gonna mention here but uh, because i always return to him but this reminds me although the script is the dialogue is very uh, is much tighter of course we haven't talked about it a lot but uh, the whole structure of the thing reminds me of course of michael bay <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, Michael Bay would kill for the dialogue they have in this movie. Yeah, of course. But uh, someone should give him a script like this uh, and let him go off. Uh, I mean, the abstractions and the 45-minute derailing and the insensitive, uh, both racial and political views. It's his ballpark. Well, um, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I'm not sure what to say about that. <laughs> no, I, I had to get it in. Ah, there. I see. 
I see. Well, uh, yeah, so, um, I mean, yeah, what a movie. I mean, this is a movie that essentially shows you hundreds of beautiful women swimming in water making a zipper and unzipping the zipper. I mean, I mean, what, what, what else do you need in movies? Do you need anything more than that? I don't know. I I'd argue I I I'd need a, a bit of other stuff. Well, that's not a very good <laughs> ending, is it, to a podcast, Anders? <laughs> Maybe I need one or two things more, but uh... yeah, no, uh, though no explosions in this movie. Hmm. Yeah, we've left uh, cinema's greatest explosions behind us. Yeah, and instead the the mouths are exploding. And uh, cinema's greatest zippers. <laughs> you would like to. Point out. Yeah, okay, so we got mouths exploding, zippers exploding, Jimmy Cagney's legs exploding. He has, I mean, his legs are fantastic, man. He has these uh, rubber leg quality to them where they're like, uh, you don't know where they're going to end up. Yeah, there's a lot of legs. Yeah, and Cagney's legs are front and center. (laughs) Yeah, almost all the time. Great, great lines. I mean, Ruby Keeler is also uh, amazing. Uh, The tap dancing in this one is uh, off the cuff. Although I don't really know how to judge tap dancing, (laughs) but I I guess when you see a good tap dance, it's really something... It resonates with you, man. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but, but... I'm not sure I could tell you what makes a good tap dance uh, or, and, or a, and or a bad one, uh, but I, I guess uh, sometimes it's just there. Is, is this a better end for you? I don't know, I don't know. Mm. But it, it ain't over. I mean, we're gonna pull through uh, with 1933 for another movie. Oh, the year 1933 ain't over. So it's not the end. Oh, and we got uh, we got to see our first John Wayne movie in this movie. Yeah, there's a movie in a movie. Uh, which some early John Wayne movie that's being shown in the movie theater. Uh, so yeah, we're being teased what to expect. Yeah, we have been uh, ignoring John Wayne a bit. Yes, and maybe that's right of us to do because I guess he wasn't really a, a, a swell dude. But uh, we are going to watch... <laughs> but have we ignored anyone uh, up until now because they aren't swell? <laughs> we have seen some uh, clips. There, There's always at least one uh, good uh, John Wayne punch scene uh, yeah. throughout his movies, they seem. They are really down and dirty and he just beat people up. Yeah, do you think he paid people to uh, get beaten up uh, just as... Uh, Donian, mm, I have no idea. Do you know anything about this? Maybe worth investigating hmm, for future episodes. Yeah, but uh, man, I mean the 30s, the, it's really delivering, man. I thought the 30s was going to be a drag, but uh, so far, so good. <laughs>